Welcome to Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. My name is Chelsea Swift and I am a marketing consultant, business strategist, blogger, podcaster, monetizing queen, three-time self-published author on Amazon, and I work full-time for a digital marketing agency. With all that being said, the podcast is truly my dream. I love inspiring people and uplifting people and being positive. So each week I throw down an episode about morning mindfulness, how to ground yourself, how to think more positively, and most importantly, how to rewire your brain for success and tap into your heart space so that you can fulfill your purpose by following your dreams. Aside from what you may feel like you should be doing, what you're in fear of what you should be doing. And each episode is completely unscripted, completely unedited, and totally meant to just be a safe space where we can come be ourselves. And hopefully that is something that um, brings you joy in your everyday life and helps you start your day with a grateful heart. So without further ado, here's the next episode. Seriously, I'm trying to make a joke. I'm trying to bring a sense of humor to the group. You guys are so fucking boring. What's up, guys, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. Today, I'm talking about tips to help you be positive or have a better day. So if I could warm up first, let's get into it. So we're going to talk about five tips to have a positive day. We're going to start with an affirmation and then hopefully just kind of like uplift your energy a little bit. So let's get into it. Um, The quote that, well, I guess the affirmation that I pulled for today is good fortune. So the universe provides me and my family with prospects for good fortune. So this is really important to do in the morning. It's something that I do. I'm going to give you some tips on things that will help you feel fueled and energetic. I think sometimes when we get caught up in the mundane, it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like you have your routine and there are certain things that we can do that take a matter of minutes and will completely switch your frequency. Um, So that's our kind of affirmation for today. So if you want to say that, you can. Um, So the universe provides me and my family with prospects for good fortune. Now, the reason that... And one of the, um, one of the things we're going to get into today is like the power of affirmation and how like your word is your wand. Um, and the reason that's so important is, you know, we talk a lot about like what you think about, you bring about, but it's actually like what you're saying consistently becomes true for you. It doesn't necessarily become true for other people. So for example, if you're saying something negative about somebody else or, wishing something bad for somebody else, you're actually bringing that to yourself. You know, there's no such thing as escaping your own essence and being right. So that's why it's so important to ground and get authentic and get into affirmations because the words that you say have power over your life. Um, And we're going to get into this a little bit because it also helps kind of expand your mind. So let's get into it. Ways to plan a better day. Again, this is coming from somebody that had to really work on my mindset. Um, Of course, we've talked about it before, like during the pandemic, I was having anxiety, depression, panic attacks, all the fun things. Um, And I had to work, you know, obviously with a therapist, with my doctor, but a lot of that work was on my own. You know what I mean? Like nobody could really have the power to quote unquote heal me or fix me. And I think we're coming into this day and age where people are understanding like, yeah, it is really like you versus you. It really is like, you know, you need to take care of you before you can take care of anybody else. Right. If you don't have any energy left, then how can you fill anybody else up? You know, if you don't love yourself like deeply, you can't go that deep with somebody else. So number one, one of the best ways to do this, to level up your energy. And I bring up the mentality blocks that I had before, because I can tell you that this exactly what I'm going to tell you today is what helped me. Now it wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't overnight, but over time, this, these are absolutely things that corrected my mindset. So first thing I'm going to say is plan ahead. 
So you have to have something to look forward to, especially when you're going through the day, like it's just the same day or the same energy. You're pulling from past experiences. You have fear of the future. You know, presence is power. And every second of every day, you are literally moving through the moments, right? So every minute is a new moment. Every second is a new moment. So when you take time to tap into your presence and your power, it gives you an advantage because you're able to sit with your peace. So have something where you plan ahead. And the reason I bring this up is it will help you stop projecting into the future the things that you don't want because you'll have things to look forward to. So having something to look forward to is essential. It could just be going to lunch with a friend. It could be getting a manicure, a massage, like do something that you are excited about, something that falls under self-care and that will keep you in good spirits or at least help you unwind this idea that something fearful is coming in the future because we don't want to like predict bad things coming into our lives. We want to capitalize on the things that are that are good in our life right now so that we can project that same energy as we move into the future and then that's why you get more prosperity 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 so the next thing is start your day unplugged this was so hard for so long i would get out of bed and i'm like the phone would be looking at me i'd be looking at the phone and i'm like no i'd throw a sweatshirt over it or something because i'm like at one point i truly could not pick up the phone because i would scroll through social media, like what we all do, right? Hit your alarm, scroll through social, check your emails. And I had no boundaries with that. So I personally start my day unplugged. It's not easy. It's still not easy. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, But the best thing that you can do is maybe start by reading a book with your coffee, start by maybe sitting in nature, going for a walk, journaling, all of these things, but it's really important to have some type of collectiveness in the morning in order to ground yourself in the current day. It's new energy, it's presence. I think the reason a lot of people can't ground in the morning is they're just not making time for it. It's not a matter of like, I don't have time for it. It's a matter of, okay, well, do you want to stay up and drink, get shitty sleep, and then, you know, sleep till the very last alarm? Or do you want to have a wind down routine that doesn't involve, you know, anything that's going to make you sleep like shit, wake up on time, feel energized, hydrate, you know what I'm saying? It's a different vibe. So the next thing I'm going to say is do some type of physical movement you enjoy three to five times a week. There was a time in my life where I was like, I got to work out seven days a week. I've got to get back in the gym. Like I, I need to be skinny. Like, you know, you have all these ideas, right? You just need to be consistent with things that make you feel good. And then as you feel good and as you, you know, three turns into four, turns into five being consistent, and then you're working out five days a week, then you can kind of go beyond that and start looking at six and looking at seven. But a walk, the gym, playing with your kids after work, it's really just physical movement. It's instead of being on my phone, sitting on the couch, I'm going to do something. It can be a project around your house. It can be organizing that closet that you refuse to look at. It can be anything but sit on your ass and be on your phone. That's really what it is. Because a lot of times we're like, well, we want to relax. You know, we worked all day. We want to relax. I totally hear that. But nothing will relax you more than like going outside, getting sun and not being on your phone. Like, do you have unplugged time? And I, I feel like physical movement can help you with this, especially if you're doing something like yoga, where you can't really hold your phone at the same time. Um, so the next thing I'm going to say is today, I'm going to challenge you for 24 hours to play the love game. And you're like, what is the love game? Like Lady Gaga starts playing. Look for as many things as possible that you admire and appreciate them deeply. So if you see a car that you like, if you see a house that you like, if you see somebody being really kind, if you see somebody that's very attractive, if you see somebody and you like their suit, if you see somebody and you like their earrings or their outfit or their shoes, instead of looking at things and kind of just 
pushing it out of your periphery. Try to look at what's around you that's providing good energy because those are the things that you want to surround yourself with. So art being like a big thing for me, like I love, you know, different things. For example, in my office where I am now, like I always have like a vision board. I have a lot of great books. I have, um, you know, art that I like, you know, it's a room, it's a space for me, for my, and it it sets the tone for appreciation. So keep things around you is my next thing. So whether it's on the background of your laptop, background of your phone, right? Because we're always on our laptops for work or computer desktop for work, and always on our phones, keep some type of vision board or some type of vision or whatever, something that's very um, stimulating in like a proper way, like it actually stimulates creativity, it stimulates positive thinking, it stimulates gratitude, appreciation, all that. Um, So today, just play the love game. It's one of the best things you can do as you go on a walk, look for the things you love. I think a lot of times when we're stuck in a negative space, It's very easy for us. And I can give you an example of this. When we were stuck in our house and it was the pandemic, like no one was leaving their house. Like, I mean, I was doing so many house projects because everywhere I looked, I'm like, that needs to be done and that needs to be done and that needs to be done. So what was I doing? I was kind of critiquing things, right? Like I was was purposely and intentionally looking for the flaws instead of looking for what's right. So I think we can get stuck in that way of thinking And a great way to break out of that is to play the love game. I know I've probably used this on here before, but it definitely works. And I use it to switch my frequency all the time. Like if I find I'm being like a weirdo that day, and we all have days where we're not like 100%, right? So if I have days like that, or I find myself hating or something, which is weird, it's very rare. But when it happens, I'm like, ugh. Like I got to switch the frequency, got to think about what I like, got to think about what I love. And then it kind of spirals into, you know, all of a sudden you have 25, 30, 40, a hundred things that you've said now that you're like, I think that's beautiful. I admire that. And that's a way of um, acting in gratitude um, versus just saying gratitude, right? Because you're kind of, you're using your senses, you're seeking it out. So it's more powerful for grounding um, in things that you admire and helps you appreciate your life, your day to day, your moment to moment. So the next thing is keep a morning gratitude journal. So you can keep it by your bedside. It could take one minute. I have a daily positive gratitude journal on Amazon books. You can just search it, search my name. Um, but one of the best things that I think I do is when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, I was going to say, I talk about what I'm grateful for, but I write down what I'm grateful for. I write down, you know, things that would make my day great. I write down my agenda. You know, it's kind of a lot of things that I kind of compile, but for the most part, it's my morning gratitude journal. And it could be anything from the sun to the birds, to the coffee, to the books. I mean, it can be very small things, family, you know, spouse, whatever it is, um, But a morning gratitude journal, even if you did it in your mind, even if you challenged yourself on the way to work to say, all right, I'm going to list 10 things that I'm grateful for, that will change the way that you act and behave. So next thing I'm going to say is listen to something funny. So that's why I kind of opened with the Jeme from Summer Heights High. If you don't know about that yet, it's hilarious. It's this guy. I think he's from like the UK. He's a comedian. He does all these different characters and skits and whatever. And in college, we were like obsessed with Summer Heights High. It was literally like the funniest thing ever. But the point here is listen to something. You might not find that funny, by the way, but listen to something funny. Laughing can increase your mood and overall feelings of well-being. So I find especially if you are a serious person. Maybe you have a serious routine. You get up, you work up, you do all the things, you go to work, you're super masculine. It's like, you gotta fucking laugh, like relax. Like life is not that serious. And listen, before you think I was like making a joke, like, you know, at a guy, I'm saying it like from myself, actually. Like, I think a lot of women can agree. Like sometimes you get too much into your masculine when you're trying to achieve things, or maybe you're at work and you're very like authoritative or direct. 
and that's tiring sometimes. So take some time to just listen to something funny. It will absolutely bring you back to humility, which is, which is like you, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. And like most of the stories you've just been narrating and you're the author of them and you're telling yourself the story. So laughing is a great way to break out these break out of these like false concepts of self and environment because you are boosting the positive energy. Like you're changing your frequency, really. You're going from this like lower level thinking to now you're on like a higher vibe, right? And it pushes you into the moment. So in moments of conflict, practice non-judgment. So it's easier said than done, but there's this thing that I was reading about called like the art of doing nothing, but it's not what it sounds like at all. And you can look, look this up, do your own research, but it's essentially knowing when to apply force in order to maximize your energy. So knowing when to do nothing and knowing when to apply energy. So you're not forcing. So what I'm saying is in the moments where you feel like you have to do something or you should do something, or you're trying to force something to happen, take a step back and think about your energy and ground in that and see if it's even necessary to push forward at that time. There's a lot of times, like I actually, I think another thing I read before was, um, it's like, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. <laughs> it's probably one of the best things I've ever heard because I'm like, that's so true. Like if you don't know what to do, do nothing. You don't need to force anything because that's when your intuition can kick in. That's when you can start to find your flow. Usually when you don't know, by the way, it's because you've lost touch with that intuition. So you want to just know when to apply force. And you're like, hmm, how do I do that? A great way to do that is to kind of tap into your presence of power because every day is truly a like every single minute of every day is a brand new day so the art of doing nothing flow versus force you know when you're in that sense of gratitude and your energy is up and you're you know not taking life so seriously you can tap in in tune in tune into your intuition a lot better. So I would just say a great way to do this um, would be to kind of sit with yourself in nature. Um, so a great way to do this, probably the number one way, the fastest way to get into alignment is through like meditation, um, nature and journaling. Nature being like extremely important, like going on a walk, not having any headphones in first 20 minutes, you're going to be like, I'm so bored. Like I just, I want to put on my catwalk music, but, or hot girl summer music, whatever. But if you just go for a walk for 20 minutes, it's boring at first, but then all of a sudden you start to feel lighter and lighter and lighter. And that's actually like your intuition because nature is very healing, but it's also like a teacher. So the more time you spend in nature, the more you can connect with the present moment, the more you're in the present moment, the more you can like own your power in authentic authenticity. If I can talk today and you can, you know, feel grounded within yourself and tune into, okay, when is it the right time to move? And when is it the wrong time to move? So you'll be able to flow a little bit better. Honestly, the most basic example, if you're like, what are you even talking about? I don't even know what you're saying most basic example. So I usually like, obviously every morning I make coffee for my husband and I, um, iced coffee. We have the Nespresso machine. So I do the ice with the milk. What do you think happens when I do that? It gets completely stuck in the glass. Right. And then I pour the espresso on top. Now I need to mix it. So it's cold with ice. So it's not moving. And then you have like the hot at the top. Right. So one day I was, you know, every day I would do this. I would kind of like try to like chop through the ice. It was like very forceful movement, right? Cause I'm busy. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to just spin this coffee, throw it on the counter, order up for Ryan. Um, like no joke. I'm like, I have an order here for Ryan. Like I literally yell that like he's at Starbucks. So 
one day though, I was just standing there and this is like a weird example, but it's true. I was standing there and I was like thinking about it and I'm like, I think if I just like push right here, eventually all that ice will move. So I literally barely even touched it with like a butter knife. I just like touched the top of it and I just kind of like didn't force it. And it went straight through, spun around. Now I'm talking, I used to have to pick this thing like I'm cutting through 12 inches of ice. I mean, literally, it would take me like an hour to get through. And I'd be like, why do I even do this to myself? Why do I make the coffee like this? I should do the ice and then the espresso and then the milk. And you're probably thinking that, but no, the ice will break down. It'll be a watery coffee. It'll ruin everybody's day. Okay. So there's a science to it. And as I'm sticking the freaking butter knife in, I just realized like, don't like force it, like let the hot go through the cold. Anyways, it's a very simple, simple, simple example of knowing when to force and knowing when to flow. I know it sounds silly, but it's actually in the present moment is the only time you can capture this. So it's, it starts with small things like that. You start to notice it like that. So that's what I'm trying to say is like knowing when to apply force, knowing when to flow, kind of comes from these little things where you start to tap into your intuition and you know when to apply force and you know when to let go and you know when to back off, you know when to do nothing and you know when to do something. Like you just start to feel more guided in life. So if you feel like you've lost that signal, try to practice this um, because we live in a very masculine world. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it's very do, 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 go, 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 go. And I was definitely like that for a long time. A big way, and this isn't even really what I was going to talk about today, but I guess we'll get into it. A big way of kind of like owning, you know, who who you are and your often, you know, authenticity is to really amplify and stay true to your inner voice. So, you know, once you take the mask off, you no longer are plagued with like keeping up appearances. So a big part of this is like telling the truth and don't tell people what they want to hear for the sake of comfort. So that's like people pleasing, um, you know, because this steps us away from our true self and over time it hurts. And that's what I'm trying to say. If you feel like you can't grasp the present, it's because you're never actually there. You're never actually there. You're behind like 15 layers. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, a big part of this um, is to clean up. So do, you know, do these people in places reflect my most authentic, deeply held values is, you know, you know, are there certain inappropriate behaviors I'm, you know, you know, holding on to in order to keep the peace, like things like that. Um, and then look at like every area of your life, like books, movies, politics, people, job, work, whatever. Um, you know, we can ask ourselves, does this choice reflect the real me? Cause a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times we people please and that people please. Okay, here we go. People please blocks you from authenticity period. So if you want to be liked, like a lot of people, want to be liked. And I was like that for a while. Like I want everyone to like me. I just want to like party and be the party girl and whatever. But do you like you? Then that's all you need to know. <laughs> do you like you? Do you, do you like your path? Do you like your work? Do you like your job? Do you like your spouse? Do you like your home? Do you like your car? Do you like, do you like your life? That's the only thing you need to know. And that's how you tap into what's true for you because you're not lying to people. You're just being honest with yourself. And honestly, this is why they say like the French are rude because they're like honest, but it's like they're living in their truth, right? So tell the truth. Don't tell people what they want to hear for the sake of comfort. And now there's a difference, right? There's a difference between just being rude, right? Because there are people that do that, that are just, um, what is it called? Not emotionally intelligent. You know, people that go out of their way to like sting you means that their heart chakra is blocked and it has nothing to do with you. Um, they need a hug, give them a hug. But when you tell the truth, I'm talking about telling your truth, like how you feel, what vibes with you, like on a deep level, then you are okay with being 
misunderstood or being weird or talked about or whatever. Um, like even when I started this podcast, people were like, who does she think she is? Um, and like, I would do like videos like on social and like this sport before TikTok came out. Now everyone's doing like the chicken dance, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you'll do things that people are like, who does she think she is? Or he think he is. And it's like, you just need to do things because if you have, if you're happy, you have happier genes. You're like, it's been proven. You'll live longer. Like who cares? Just outlive these motherfuckers. I'm kidding. So the next thing I'm going to say um, is always do your best. It may not be perfect, but at least you gave 100%. This prevents overthinking. Like if you constantly show up with it, if you're like, you know what, I'm just going to do my best. And your best could be 30%. You know, some days you don't have a full tank. So that's fine. Just do your best. Do your best. Like even if you don't feel great, just and you and you're like, okay, I can't leave people better than I found them because I am working on myself at least don't hurt them. Right. Like that's what I'm trying to say is in the moments of, you know, having to do something or getting something done, put, just put, okay, put a hundred percent of energy into it. So like you're doing the laundry, just focus on that. Stop focus on running away from the laundry. Like you're going to be in there for a minute. You got to separate the whites. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to be there for a second when you're doing the dishes. Just be fully there. That's kind of what I mean. It's not really like doing your best unless you're doing the dishes and try, please. No, I'm kidding. But be 100% where you are at all times. Like right now I'm 100% here. So always be 100% where you are and you really can't fuck up. Like as long as you're truly aware of what you're doing, it's when you're like out to lunch and thinking about other things and you're thinking about the past and then you think, you know, clearing your mind has a lot to do with staying in the present moment. And the only way you can do that is to use all your senses to be a hundred percent there. And the reason I use mundane like examples is because that's when we can practice being present the most. So it's really when, you're first getting out of bed and you're making your bed. Are you hundred percent there? Or are you thinking about all the things you have to do? Takes a little bit of time, but we're going to get into how to like declutter your mind in a second. So the next thing I'll say is, um, listen to music that amps you up. So music does change your frequency. Um, what was the other thing I was doing the other day? Mm, I forgot. Let me look at my notes. I was being weird. Well, as I look at my notes, I was being weird. Of course, I was outside. And I thought I wrote down. (laughs) Really? I 100% wrote this down. It was like what life is about. I just like not supposed to share this, but I'm like, let me look at my notes of all my channeling that I've done. No, it was like three things. It's important. I'm going to look for it. Come on. It's like, oh my God, this is taking way too long. There's like business plans and here is strategy. That's another podcast. Hmm. Okay. Apparently I did not write this down. Really? All right. We'll use our brain. So music numbers and frequency now that that took an hour um so music numbers is it music number and frequency okay i could get the last one wrong but i know the first two so music numbers frequency is how the universe speaks so the whole point of bringing this up you're like you didn't need to flip through your book i did I thought I had it in there, but I apparently dreamt about this. I don't know. 
I dreamt about writing it down and I didn't do it. So anyways, listen to music that amps you up. Music literally changes your frequency and um, your energy and it uplifts you. Like, you know this from just like listening to a jam. You're like, yeah, like you start to dance, whatever. But music, um, sound, numbers, um, you know, can 100% give you direction in, in guidance and intuition. So if you want to uplift yourself and feel better, get on a different frequency and even look at, you know, positive charge energy or like certain Hertz frequencies that are healing to the mind and the body. Listen to those either before you're falling asleep or maybe when you're getting up or you just need to wind down. I know for me, it's been super beneficial, especially with like, you know, quitting alcohol and all that stuff. Like it's definitely been beneficial in my wind down routine to kind of like, you know, I, I think about that more than I do drinking like, oh, I wouldn't drink a glass of wine. I'm going to listen to some healing frequency. So I kind of like replaced it with like, oh no, I know that healing frequency can get me on the same energetic, like wavelength. Right. Because that's all you're trying to do when you drink is like, just change that wavelength. And so music and sound in general is super powerful. So the next thing I'm going to say is sing, talk, have fun. You know, it's really dance. I mean, expression, any type of expression. So art, painting, crafting, you know, something that is fun to you. It has to be fun. It has to be like very in the moment because that's when you lose track of time is when you're having fun. So expression is the opposite of depression. So, well, it's depression, but instead of being depressed, you're expressed, right? So it's almost like when you're depressed, you're, you're digging it deep within you. Whereas express, it comes out externally, right? It's no longer like in the depths, right? It's out and it's expressed. So make sure you take time to express yourself authentically in a world full of masks. This can be hard because you're under layers and layers and layers. So take time to just like practice being yourself practice being your weird self, do things that make you happy and you have fun with, you know, have a karaoke lesson in your car. I don't know. Um, the next thing is be honest with yourself and the people around you. This will keep you, um, well, this will keep non-existent fears and judgments away. So just keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, when you're honest with yourself, I think it brings you immediately into your authentic self because, you're not trying to be something that you're not, you know what I mean? It's like for a long time, I think I always wanted to like keep up on appearances and like whatever, but it's like, hmm, no, I just need to like honor who I am and like what I like to do. And if my hobbies are weird, then fuck you. Like you just need to do what you want to do. I mean, a lot of people that are successful tell you this, they're like, be positive, follow your dreams, whatever. But a big part of that is just being honest about what you even want to do. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, I want to be an executive, this big thing. But then you get there and you're like, I don't want to fucking do this. You know what I mean? So just do the things that you love to do and be honest with yourself. And that way, when you're honest with yourself and the people around you, it's important because then you can weed out the people that, you know, judge you and you can keep the people that bring on like that feel good energy and are happy and healthy and hopeful and, um, you know, inspired. And, you know, there's like a quote I was reading the other day too. It's like, if you hang out with five drinkers, you'll be the sixth. If you hang out with, you know, five business owners, you'll be the sixth. If you hang out with five fitness, um, addicts, you'll be the sixth. So, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, who you surround yourself is with is really important. But sometimes when we have so many masks on, um, it's, it's hard to be yourself because you're constantly switching masks, which switch with like, you like, you're, you're taking each mask off, like switch, with like switch, 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 switch. You know what I mean? Like you're 
constantly trying to switch into the different characters that other people want you to play because it makes them feel comfortable. So like get comfortable with being uncomfortable for me means you're actually making other people uncomfortable, but you're being more comfortable in your skin. And then that's uncomfortable because you're not used to it. So just be honest with yourself and the people around you. It might make them uncomfortable, but that's a new level of, you know, being that they're going to have to get used to. So this will keep you like this will keep any type of non-existent fears and judgments away because you fully 100% accept yourself. You accept other people. You appreciate you're honest. So you appreciate honesty and it'll keep the fakes away. It's kind of like the whole point. Next thing I'm going to say, this is probably like our challenge for today. Um, read one page a day or learn something new each day. So you can like pop in like a YouTube, like maybe you want to learn more about positive affirmations or positive thinking. Um, or maybe you want to learn more about health or whatever it is. Each day, just literally take one minute, one page. It doesn't have to be crazy. Like literally search one minute positive thinking exercise or positive thinking lesson or something like that. This keeps your mind growing. This is why this is so important. So if you're like, okay, you know, and it doesn't matter. It's, it could be an audiobook, It could be a blog. It could be the thing is though. Okay. So the, here's how I would say it's different. You do want to put something in your mind that's new. So you don't always want to just listen to like the same thing or do the same things. You want to shake it up a little bit. So here's why this is important. This keeps your mind growing rather than building weeds and clutter. So think of reading as cleaning. It's like landscaping your mind and removing any weeds with new words of wisdom. So when you read something new that you're not familiar with, that's the thing. Don't be familiar with it. So you can pick a subject and just learn something new about that subject. There's so much to learn. There's so much information. But I think the reason it's not applied correctly is because people see it as like this all or nothing thing. Like they have to master it overnight. But it's like one page, one minute. You know what I mean? But it has to be new. It can't be something that you've heard before. It has to be new. And the reason I say that is because when you are constantly feeding your mind like that and it's growing and growing and growing, you're planting new seeds, planting new seeds, planting new seeds, you can uplift your mindset. So that's why I wrote 100 Days of Positive Thinking, um, that book, because it really was just designed for myself as I worked through a 100-day challenge of being positive, not saying anything negative, doing my daily journal, practicing, um, putting new information into my mind. So pulling a new quote each day, um, adding in a synopsis each day of like, okay, what does that mean to me? How do I view that right now from my perception of reality? So anyways, think of reading or listening to something or learning about something as cleaning. It's cleaning out your mind rather than building up weeds right? Because if you repeat, 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 that's a weed. So landscaping your mind is about removing any weeds with new information and new words, new wisdom. If you're on repeat, right? Like you do the same thing over and over again, you get the same result. That's why you want to train your mind as much as you train your body or anything else you're doing in life. So that's it for today. Um, that's our podcast, but I do have some weekly questions. So we're going to jump into that. Let me just pull them. I'm sipping my coffee. Judge me. Actually, you know what I got? Um, I have this new sweatshirt. It's called Out of Office, but it's only funny because I'm sitting in my office. Even though I'm technically out of office right now, like I'm on, like not on the clock, but still. It's always funny when I wear it in here. It's like out of office. I'm on vacation, but I'm always in my office. So, all right. Why did you stop plant based? So, I think we had a ch like a chat about this at one point. Um, mm, I feel like I've answered this, but I took it too far. Like, I don't think plant-based is bad, but I think a really big disclaimer is there are a lot of plant-based alternatives to meat. 
like for example, Trader Joe's has the um, what's it called? It's like, um, and I'm not knocking this. I love this. It's like a pea uh, veggie burger, right? It has a ton of um, protein in it. So a lot of my um, like meats and and fish and whatever I used to eat, I was replacing with things like that. Um, which is essentially when you think about it, unless you're making your own veggie burger, right? It does have things in it to preserve it. So it has preservatives. It is considered processed, right? So anything in a package is processed. Like let's just, and I think that's what happened with the plant-based is like, yes, I was eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, but I also cut cheese. I cut bread, I cut meat and my replacements were filled with sodium and all this other stuff that's just not good for your body. So that's why I personally stopped. And it was hard at first because I really could not like even look at meat. Like, of course I would cook it for my husband, but it was really hard for me to like eat steak for a second there. Um, like I did not eat steak for a very long time. <laughs> like just even trying a piece of like, Ugh. and now like last night, like that's pretty much what I had for dinner. So, um, I stopped plant-based because it was really bad for my hormones. I started to get lightheaded. So just a big tip for you, if you want to try plant-based, just do your research, talk to your doctor, nutritionist. And as a matter of fact, like, you know, all physicians will say like, don't even try gluten-free. Don't even try, um, keto. Don't do anything drastic with your diet without talking to your doctor. Like, it's actually, it's super important as far as a lifestyle change. Um, so definitely talk to your doctor before you do anything like that, like run your vitals, get the right information, all that stuff. Um, all of which I didn't do. Next thing. I don't want to go to college, but my parents are telling me I need school. How can I convince them that school is just not for me? I, and I am more of an entrepreneur. Uh, I don't want to answer this. No, <laughs> I'm not going to get in trouble when you get in trouble for repeating what I'm about to say. I think some people know from a young age that they just know what they want to do. And I don't think there's anything bad about not going to school. As a matter of fact, because school is so expensive, that might be your selling point. But here's the thing. You can't be like, I'm an entrepreneur and then like not hustle. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you have some type of plan in motion. Maybe you're building a business plan. Make sure you're working at the same time um, in that field to build experience. The other thing I would say is there are so many classes you can take online. Um, I don't think your parents are wrong. If they're paying for it, like go, dude, go just and keep going <laughs> as long as they're paying for it. Just go, go, go. Um, but if you really feel like you're not, you know, studious, it's not your thing. It's not your vibe. It's not going to make you happy. You don't want to binge drink. Like I totally get why kids don't want to go to school. And I think a lot of people or parents might forget what it was like to go to school. Um, because I feel like you arrive really focused and, you know, there are a lot of things that go on at school. Um, so I would just say if you're more of an entrepreneur, you need to pitch it down the middle. I would literally put like a presentation deck together. I would be taking courses on my own. I would build out a business plan of what I want to do, how much capital I need, what's the ROI. Like if you really want to be an entrepreneur and go into something, just make sure when you talk to your parents about it, that you are equipped with like, this is how I'm going to excel. Because I think that is probably your parents' fear is that they want to set you up for success. So they're not wrong in saying that you need school. You do. So either way, you're going to have to educate. The spin on this is you can tell them, I'm going to self-educate. But you have to actually do that. Um, and I want to do that through courses and experience, not just going to school. And um, leverage the binge drinking thing. So the next thing is my boyfriend of 12 years still hasn't proposed. It is a deal breaker for me. How do I approach this? Uh, you don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, make sure he's well fed. That's a real thing. 
never open an argument until his belly is so full and he's so happy. And then be like, can I just chat? <laughs> can I just chat for a sec? Um, I don't know. Just have an open mind. Like, remember, love is internal, not external. And I think a lot of society norms are just illusions. So with that being said, if it's truly a deal breaker, you need to bring it up. And again, I'm not kidding. Make sure he's fed. Make sure he's satisfied, if you know what I mean. And then maybe like 30 minutes later into relaxing, approach it gently, super feminine. Don't get aggressive. Don't be masculine. It's more about compromise than anything. The other thing I want you to ask yourself, though, before you pitch this is, are you happy? Because I can speak from experience. Once you get married, you're being married doesn't is not going to make you happier. It's just literally like you go back to life and you go back to work and you do laundry and you do dishes and you talk about what you're going to have for dinner that night. Like it, you just go back to normal. It, nothing's going to change. Um, and I think that's why actually a, they say like a lot of marriages end in divorce, blah, blah, blah. Because I think a lot of times it's that supposed to be this like big moment in your life, best day of your life. Don't get me wrong. I had an amazing wedding, but a lot of people get depressed after they get married because they had this idea versus reality, right? So that's why I said love is internal. It's not external. It's fine to get married and if it's a deal breaker for you, you absolutely need to bring it up and be honest with yourself and your true feelings, no matter how awkward it is. But I would just say, if it's not something you're going to compromise on, you definitely need to say that. And it's okay to walk away from a situation that's no longer serving you. But I would advise just based on my own experience, like if you're happy that's all that matters. And I can tell you that from experience. Like if you're happy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Literally in life at all. Like you're like, what, what matters? Is it money? Is it a pretty dress? No. Happiness. So it's the most important thing. If you guys are happy together, just approach it gently. Let them know like this is kind of a deal breaker for me. Maybe you guys compromise. Maybe like he gets you a ring and you know, you have a little little private ceremony. I don't know, but I would say just stay true to yourself. Approach it lightly, gently. You know, you don't want to feel like you're attacking him. Society's already doing that to him. So just make sure you approach it lightly. And I'm not kidding. Make sure he's fed. So, hey girl, I listen to your podcast all the time. As a mom of three, I just found out I'm pregnant again and I'm truly devastated. I wanted to head back to work and I'll be starting all over again. I know you said you monetize a lot of your business. Any tips for jobs that allow you to work from home? Sincerely blessed, but very stressed mama. Okay. Yeah. So I think the easiest way to monetize anything is to maybe search for um, blogs that pay. So you can actually like write blogs and get paid or get paid out through clicks. That's probably the easiest way. Another way is to set up your own website. So you can take courses and do this um, and add display ads to the website with some SEO backlinking. You're like, what the fuck did you just say? So you know how you like are looking up like a fajita recipe or like easy cookie recipe or something like that. And you hit the page and all of a sudden this girl's like talking about how she grew up on a farm and she's talking about her dog's name and like a pitchfork. She's telling you about the house. So like you keep scrolling and then all of a sudden like her dad's there and you're like, what the fuck? You're going past all these ads. You don't even know what's happening anymore. And then finally you get to the recipe. Those are display ads. So the reason that person has like 40, I'm not even kidding, like 43 display ads on the page is every single one of those ads that you didn't even reference probably because you're scrolling so fast because you're on the page, you're visiting the page. It's communicating to the system that this visitor, this user saw the ad. So it's creating an impression, which in the back end you're getting paid every single time a visitor hits the site. So the name of the game is to put as many 
as possible on the page and then drive traffic to that website. It's a great way to monetize. Um, next thing I'll say is you can monetize podcasts. You can self-publish books. You can run an Etsy shop. So you can think about something you want to sell on Etsy. But what else do I do? Oh, consulting. You know, if you have a skill that you feel like you can offer people, you know. Uh, oh, YouTube. YouTube is huge right now with monetizing, just finding your category and posting videos, stuff like that. Social media can also be monetized. So lots of ways to do it. But I think it's a it's a long-term game. It's almost like investing. You got to nurture it like every day, keep up with it. You can't quit. You got to keep going type of vibe. Um, but it does pay off. So, you know, at first you're like, okay, I'm making like 16 cents on my ads on my website. And then you're making like a consistent $25 a month. Doesn't seem like a big deal until the 25 turns into a hundred, turns into 250, turns into 500, right? Now we're talking some numbers. So it starts really slow. Next thing I'll say is if you want to work remote, all you have to do, and obviously I'm not sponsored by Indeed, but go to indeed.com, type in the job you're looking for. And in the location, type in remote. Next thing you're going to want to do is just make sure that it's like fully remote um, and click. Oh yeah. Click part-time for yourself. So it'll weed out all of the other jobs that are in office or full-time or whatever. Um, so that would be a great way. There are so many jobs, um, that are remote right now, just because companies are figuring out, Hey, I can get double the input and I still have all the tax benefits, which like not to get into a ramp, but it's total bullshit. Like if you're working remote, you should be able to write off the square footage of your office, you know, your heat, your electric, your Wi-Fi, your cell phone, your laptop, like your gas, your mileage, your flights, whatever it is, your food, you should be able to write it off. Um, that's my opinion. I think that law is coming soon, but yeah, I mean a lot, like that's what happened is basically, you know, to keep the lights on used to cost companies a ton of money and they weren't getting nearly the output as they did once people went home because people didn't have boundaries and separation. Sometimes they didn't even have a separate environment to conduct business in. So now they're working you know, if they were working 60, they're working 80. If they were working 40, they're working 60. You know what I mean? So they started to figure out we're going to double the output and we have less cost overhead. Fucking dumb. But anyways, lots of remote jobs out there. And now that I'm off my tangent, um, okay, next one. And the last one is like super juicy because I know this person in real life and they were like, it probably won't make the podcast. And I was like, I'm going to read it. So I recently found out, this isn't the one, by the way, I recently found out my husband cheated on me for years before we got married. Do I bring this up? Most of my friends say it's not worth bringing it up and I should leave the past in the past. We've been married for nine years last December, but I can't let it go. The girl recently messaged me and my friends are convinced she's doing it to break us up. Any advice on whether I should approach it or leave it alone? Do I respond to the girl? Dude. Okay. So if this girl was a girl's girl, put your hands up. If you're a girl, I'm a girl's girl. So if you are a girl's girl, you don't wait nine years to message someone like a little biatch. So screenshot what she said though, for reference for files and block her. She's one, your friends are 100% right in the fact that like this girl is just doing this to it's toxic it's like why even bring it up why because you went to therapy and you feel bad and you felt like you needed a confession because that is like the dumbest thing ever um and if she was a good person if she was a girl's girl number one if it did happen she would at least tell you like in the beginning she's not gonna wait nine years to tell you that's fucking whack so delete next thing if you've been married for nine years, I personally, like, I'd let it go, but not really. Like, you have to at least confront it because I think that, like, a leopard doesn't change their spots. So what I would personally do is get really grounded, let yourself be emotional, let yourself be upset, whatever, but then get your shit together and stop being emotional. Like, okay, get your shit together. And when you approach it, 
and ask him about it. You're going to be watching him the whole time. Everything that he's doing, from the way his mouth moves to the way that his head turns, from the way that he blinks, the way that his hands move, everything. You're going to watch him like you're like like he's not talking almost. And the reason I'm telling you that is you will be able to tell if he's still doing it. Did you know, did it before, we'll do it again. And you're like, "Chelsea, what the fuck? How do you know that?" Because if he is like that girl is crazy, like that never happened, like if he's denying it, he's not honest with himself. He can never be honest with you. So, there you go. And He'll be fidgeting a lot. He'll be, it, it, it'll almost be like a, a theater, like a, like a fucking show. He's going to like get up. He's going to be acting, right? There's going to be a lot of like drama and like deflecting and distractions and illusions. That's why you have to be like really calm when you approach this. But if he's apologetic and he says, yeah, I did that. I'm really sorry about that. Um, if he owns his shit, it doesn't mean that he gets away with it. But now you have something to work with. But that's what I would decide for myself first. I would really take some time, a little bit of time to collect myself before I approach it because then you can see what you're working with. So, and listen, the eyes don't lie. So just look him dead in the fucking eye and ask him, like, is this true? Have you done this after this? And just, you just, they can't lie. You can't lie. You can't lie. You can't lie. So I personally think it's like long-term versus short-term. I wouldn't throw away a marriage, a nine-year marriage, if it was a happy marriage. If it's not a happy marriage, this is your out. Screenshot that shit. Tell them peace. But if you're like, listen, we've been happily married. Maybe it was just a mistake. Give him a chance to talk to you about it. But again, collect yourself because you don't want to have any emotions when you go into this conversation because it's going to completely fuck up your ability to read the room. You know what I mean? So pull your emotions back and pretend that you're just an investigator. I'm just like, hey, got this message. Put it down in front of him. Let that sink in. Watch him read the message. Like, just watch. And that's all you have to do. All right. So this is one of my friends from college. So, so I hacked into my dude. There's so much about this. All right, so I hacked into my girlfriend's phone and found a lot of disturbing information, messages with guys and dating profiles I could have thrown up. But then I saw she has an OnlyFans account and has been making over $18,000 a month. Meanwhile, she's supposed to be a hairdresser and still pretends to go to work every day. I recently followed her and she went out shopping. I don't mean to laugh, but like, this is exactly what I would do. Um... Just on my day off, just on my day off. Not that I would lie, but I'm just saying like she went shopping to the spa a whole time. Like if I, I'm saying if I was making 18000 a month on OnlyFans, this would be my day every day. Um, shopping to the spa, a hotel for lunch. She was alone. See, 100%. I would be like with a book, just like do, 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 do. But anyways, she has been lying to me about going to work every day, which is the worst part. I want to confront her, but then she will know I hacked into her phone. The worst part is I make about 85000 a year, and I've been paying for everything because she always says she's broke. This one probably won't make the podcast. Oh, it did. Um, so we already chatted about this, and one of the things that's not in the original message is that he's known this now for like three months. I know. And so here's what I'm going to say. And this is the advice I gave him. And you can write in and let me know if you think this is like really bad advice or really good advice. But I was like, listen, you just need to like roll up on her at lunch and just say, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here and sit down and like let, let the awkwardness soak in before you tell her, like, listen, I know about your OnlyFans. And the reason I'm saying this is you cannot hack a phone. And you're like, Chelsea, what about honesty? This is just advice that I gave my friend because you can't hack a phone and then not say anything for three months. That's weird to me. Like that makes you creepy. Like you've actually known and you've just been like tolerating it or like, I don't know. But number one, you don't hack a phone. Like that is like the number one rule of all relationship rules. Like what you don't know can't keep you up at night. I'm kidding. 
But what you don't know is, is maybe for good reason. Like maybe it's supposed to come out later. Like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of like, people are going to do what they want to do. So why are you going to try to control what they're going to do? So anyways, if this bothers him or he wants to talk about it, and this is what I told him to say, tell him that he got a little bit suspicious because he stopped by the salon and you weren't there and they told him that you no longer work there. So then you got suspicious and thought she was cheating. So you tried to find her on the dating profiles because she has dating profiles on her phone as well. So how do you bring that up? Duh, you were searching for her. So you find those and then your friend tells you to check OnlyFans. So you check that and then you find her page. That is when you can say, you know, I have known about this and I haven't been able to approach this for three months, whatever. Now, should he admit to hacking the phone? Probably. But this is one of the things that he was like, I can't, I've been not doing it because I can't say I hacked her phone. I'm like, well, you're a fucking idiot because you can just say this. So anyways, <laughs> it only makes me laugh, like not in a bad way. Shout out. And hopefully you've done it by now because like literally I was bullying him. I was like, you need to do this. Like it's going to get weirder and weird. Like the longer you go, you might as well just break up because it's just so fucking weird. Like you can't like, how do you have information and hold that for three months? It's like, dude. So I would personally say, you know, and obviously like his biggest thing is like the dating profiles, messaging with guys and whatever. But the, the what I was trying to say is maybe that's her way of kind of like leads, like online lead generation. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, think about it. Like if you want to drive traffic to your OnlyFans, like wouldn't you go on dating profiles and like maybe throw the link out there? Maybe that's what she was doing. Like give her a chance to see if this was like a hustle or something. Like you don't know if she's necessarily like interested in other guys or dating profiles. Maybe she's trying to build up her OnlyFans fans clientele does that make sense because if she's making eighteen thousand, i mean you guys could prosper together so like think about the opportunity here and obviously if she's been lying it's not a good look it's not a good vibe and the other thing i said is i would personally roll up to lunch and be like what's up and i would just say hey like i stopped by the thing blah 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 found you on some dating profiles and only fans give her a chance to explain Tell her that it really bothers me that, you know, you couldn't be honest, whatever. And then I would leave, I would end with, you know, speaking of honesty, like I hacked your phone like three months ago. I've known about this for a while, whatever. And the reason I say that is you cannot build on anything with a lie. So if it's all coming out now, you just need to like, let it come out, but don't avoid it. You know what I'm saying? And I totally get like her make, but the thing is, if she was a hairdresser saying she's always broke, and this is the other thing I wasn't saying it's the right thing to do, but now all of a sudden you got money, like that's not suspicious. So like, obviously this is something she's not comfortable with sharing with you because you, she feels like you're going to judge her. So that's what I was trying to say is like, when you bring it up, don't bring it up in a way of like, you're judging. You just want to understand, like approach it that way. So anyways, I'll keep you posted on that since I know this person. Um, and that's pretty much it for today. So just remember, if you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but your estimate of it. And in this moment, you have the power to revoke at any time. So you can always revoke the power from anything that you are imagining in your mind that is painful or you've decided that this is devastating or whatever. It's really anything external is never due to the pain itself, but your measurement of it from an internal perspective, which is why we talked a lot about finding your flow and finding your positivity in your day, because that's when you can have good fortune. And that's when you can have patience and receptivity and all that good stuff. So guys, I will see you on the next podcast. And that's our show for today. If you guys want to check me out on chelseaswiftblog.com, 
You can read my blogs over there. You can check out my books on Amazon. I have those linked. I also have a shop. You can also check out any type of marketing, consulting, or business strategy needs on cswiftdesigns.com. That's where you're going to be able to contact me for any consulting packages. Of course, you can still do that through my blog. And then, of course, I have daily shorts um, on YouTube every single day. Uh, where I read like a daily angel card message. Um, So yeah, if you want to check those items out. And then of course, you can follow me on Amazon Authors. And um, my latest book out right now is 100 Days of Positive Thinking, Rewire Your Mood in One Minute. It starts with a quote, gives you a little bit of a synopsis, and then there's space to write about, you know, whatever you're feeling for the day. I also have a daily positive gratitude journal that's on sale right now. Um, So if you'd like to pick up any of those books, those are available, just ways to connect with me. And then again, you can also check me out on TikTok, um, Chelsea Swift Spirit Animal. Yeah, they wouldn't fit the is your. So that is where we're at. So it's at Chelsea Swift Spirit Animal. And I will see you guys on the next podcast.